Okay, we are currently recording. Great. Uh, okay. So everyone, welcome to the uh, Formally Informal podcast um, with Sanya and Abdel. I'm Sanya. And I'm Abdel. And welcome to the <laughs> episode. We are really happy to be hosting this podcast and we will talk about different topics every week. The topic for today is food. We're going to talk about food. What do you think, Sanya? We are. Yeah, no, we are. I think food is something which like dominates our lives and it's something that I think we both enjoy as well so I think it'll be really nice to talk about that um and sort of yeah like talk about our favorite foods and things perhaps that we've like missed um during the last year of COVID. Absolutely yeah um we're going to talk about how food um kind of shapes our lives and how we like to uh, have different meals of the day and what we what each meal could mean to us and how could that make or break your day. Um, we might also talk about some of the more kind of recent events about how food has changed in COVID during COVID times or even because um, in some parts of the world we observe months like the holy month of Ramadan and how that changes um, our daily food habits uh, whether that can be a good thing or a bad thing. Definitely. In terms of um, sort of in your day, um, what would you say is your like go-to breakfast? Do you have a breakfast that you eat every day or does it change like from day to day? Um, to be honest with you, at the beginning of the year, I had, um, I basically did not have a schedule and I just kind of like winged it, you know, I had chocolate cereal and milk, you know, <laughs> that used to be my classic. But then I kind of got like bored of it, but at the same time, I tried to like, you know, shake it up a little, but it took so much time. So I ended up doing like, you know, like super fancy, like omelets and pancakes, but that used to take like two hours of my life. So that wasn't like sustainable. Two hours a day, two hours every morning to make an omelet. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that, that omelet. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very fancy omelet. <laughs> like not two hours but you know like you get the point you know like it's yeah <laughs> that's so interesting um I think for me um I have a typical breakfast um so I would say that's porridge so porridge is like my go-to breakfast and I have like those you know like really fancy toppings of like nuts and chia seeds um and peanut butter so like I quite like that stuff but I think in the last month and I don't know why this has happened but I've sort of gone off that for some reason and my go-to breakfast now is this it's going to sound like really horrible um but it's like toast uh brown toast um like with like margarine on it and tomatoes and onion um like mixed together and I just like really like that um I have no idea why I used to have that as a kid so maybe I'm sort of progressing into my childhood that's almost like a Mexican kind of like hybrid sort of thing Definitely. Yeah, it's really tasty. I think tomato and onion, like I wouldn't really have that if I was going to go out in the morning and maybe go to work and see people because like onion. But um, I think, yeah, because I'm sort of at home. Um, yeah, it, it kind of works for the time being. Advantages of COVID. Advantages of COVID and working from home. <laughs> um, and how, how do you like 
do you wake up in the morning and just kind of go like where's food where's food or do you have like a morning routine and then kind of like food forms part of that morning routine yeah no definitely I think um for me it just it just form part of the morning routine um so like, I wake up have a glass of water that's really important um and yeah then have breakfast we used to have this conversation about whether you should brush your teeth before you have breakfast or after you have breakfast and um I always used to do it before so I used to brush my teeth before breakfast because yeah like I just didn't think it was always done but then someone once told me that you know if you if you do it before breakfast then you're just eating and then like your teeth are like dirty for the whole day so you should like brush your teeth after breakfast what, what do you do do you do it before or after um that's an interesting question to be honest with you, I think um, there are two sides of me. Like there is the, the part where it's disgusting, but I'm okay with it. But, but there is a part where it's like, oh, actually this makes sense. Because the part that's disgusting, because I feel like, like, like normal humans would probably like brush their teeth and then have breakfast. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, logical, the logical way of thinking of it is like, huh, okay, well, to be honest, yeah. Uh, makes more sense to brush your teeth after breakfast but I think um I I always brush my teeth after breakfast because I'm just lazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's that's so true I think yeah it's interesting how different people have different uh, I I suppose you could do it before and after if you wanted to sort of uh do it both ways (laughs) to be honest with you when when you asked that question I thought oh I could I could say before and after maybe that's a good thing but then after I thought about it I think you know, the, the, the bristles of the toothbrush, actually, you know, they scratch your teeth and mm. doing it like at such um, high frequency in the morning is probably not a good thing. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Um, sort of continuing the theme of, of breakfast, would you say that you like plan your lunch every day or do you just like buy something on the go or do you like really plan it before you eat it? Yeah, to be honest with you, I spend a lot of my time in my computer lab. So for everyone who's listening, uh, I'm, I'm a researcher, I'm a PhD researcher, and um, I spend most of my time working. So when I come back home, I'm just very drained and I'm very tired, um, kind of like mentally tired, not necessarily physically tired. But the, the point is that uh, I just have no patience to like, like meal prep for lunch. Uh, so I usually grab something on the go. And I think that's kind of like more exciting because I feel like, oh, what am I feeling today, you know? So it's kind of, um, it's a more kind of exciting take on lunch, but it's not really efficient because I have to think about it. Hmm. Would you say that you go for like a cold lunch or a hot one or does it vary? Hot, always. Oh, I interesting. Go for a cold lunch. I think... It's just because um, like for Arabs or for like the, the Jordanian kind of lifestyle. Um, yeah, for anyone who's listening, I'm from Jordan. Hello. <laughs> uh, so. Rep in Jordan. Yeah, yeah, I grew up, I, I didn't really, well, to be honest, that's different. Let's not get to that. I didn't know. I didn't, we'll discuss that another day. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's leave that for a second. Oh, about lunch. So lunch is the biggest meal in Jordan and in the Middle East. So it's usually like the big kind of like hot, you know, meal. So I just couldn't let go of that. You know, even when I moved to the West, uh, whether that could be the UK or the US, I still feel that lunch should be hot. 
What about you? What would you think? It's, it's so interesting. I think it really does depend on like your heritage and like what you've kind of grown up with. Um, so I've obviously grown up in the UK and live in the UK. So I think for me, um, like lunch generally is like a cold thing. So if I'm like going to work, then I would not usually have like a hot lunch. It would always be a sandwich or something like that. Um, or like cold pasta, which probably doesn't sound that good, but you know, just not like a hot lunch. But I'd say this past year, um, you know, working from home and stuff, um, it, I have sort of drifted towards like hot meals. Um, but it's really interesting, like what you said about culture, because I would say in like I lived in Germany for like a small part of my life. And I noted that the lunch was like the most important part of the day. Um, and it would always be a hot lunch. So Germans, they would have a, a really like um, hot meal for lunch and then usually for the evening meal they would have sort of a small piece of cheese and bread and that was like a cold meal so yeah the lunch is generally like the, the big part but for me I would say my dinner is the big part of, of my day the biggest meal. I guess the advantages of having the, the hot lunch is that you if you're gonna have to do work sometimes you might feel lazy or you might feel like super full and yeah I remember when I was in the UK I, I well this is not an ad but I used to like you know <laughs> uh, that could be either like the Sainsbury's or the Tesco um, meal deal for lunch and that used, be, used to be like super good and structured because you know you have um, kind of like the the, the main and the, the side and you have the drink and you know you could treat yourself to a dessert if, I, if you wanted to so I, I kind of like that and I think the idea of having like three different parts using like the, the meal deal sort of thing um, kind of helped I think helped um like overcome the idea of it being cold and cold pasta is actually good like cold like pasta <laughs> yeah 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 it has I think it does have its advantages if you have because I think it can be quite a quick thing especially if you're busy just to sort of pick up something on the way um would you say that your lunch then is at like the biggest meal of your day or would you say that's dinner or even breakfast your interesting omelette uh, <laughs> um I think Huh, okay, I think to be honest with you, I think it's a battle between the lunch and the dinner. And I think I like to have um, like a biggish kind of lunch, uh, but not so big to the point where I just feel like super lazy. Because I also, mm. like in my part of my lunch is also having a cup of coffee. You know, like I like to have a good cup of coffee with my lunch. Uh, and after that, I get back to work. But then after I finish work, I feel like super hungry. So I eat like probably an equal, like same size, you know? So I don't know, to be honest. I think they're probably like same size, I would say. Same size. Yeah, I think it's, it's so interesting. I would say that I'm also like a constant snacker and I always just snack on things like throughout the day. Um, so I'll have my lunch and my, my breakfast and then I'll like have a pot of grapes, um, some nuts, then I'll have my lunch and then I'll have um like some rice cakes um maybe a banana and then I'll have like I, I just have so many snacks in between um so I would say that my lunch is usually quite small but my dinner is also like not really big because I've obviously filled myself with all the snacks healthy snacks though um but still you know sort of filled myself on snacks throughout the day but it's such a also like COVID you know with how COVID kind of left us working at home we're snacking like 24 7 you know I just feel like 
also with in terms of like um you know water and coffee and all these things you know i feel like they have to be kind of next to me these days because i'm just kind of when i'm working at home um it is just so easy to kind of like have food next to you and eat uh, and I wonder how that will be when we go back to the office. I'll probably be hungry like all the time. <laughs> no, definitely. I would say it's so interesting, like how you mentioned coffee, because um, I would say when I was like working in the office, um, you know, someone would say, do you want, do you want a coffee? I'm going to go make coffee. Do you want one? And I would just say, yes, I wouldn't even like think about that. Um, so I just, you know, have maybe five coffees in my day. Um, and now, because I have to go make it myself, I tend not to have that many. And I usually, I've now really reduced my coffee intake to one a day. Um, but I bought an espresso machine during lockdown. Um, so yeah, I feel like that one, that one coffee is, I'm very content with that and it's very satisfying. Sometimes I have two, but mostly just one. That espresso machine is just a piece of heaven, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is, I think, the best investment in lockdown um yeah it just brightens my day up <laughs> absolutely yeah I, I love that um that you have you know your coffee machine and you can try a different kind of um do they call them the pod like an espresso kind of pod the pods exactly yeah <laughs> you can, you know, would you say would, would you say that covid has changed the way that you eat and drink um i think initially yes because initially i stayed at home and i was working at home i mean i'm no longer working at home now i'm i'm full-time back at the office uh, but when I was working at home I felt that um, I was always snacking I used to have let's say like breakfast at like 8 8 a.m and then almost like 11 till 2 you know it's like my lunch snacks and then you know food and like coffee and you know I, I'm just kind of like uh, working at the same time eating so it's it's hard to like say oh I get lunch at like one or two so it used to be like a blur from like 11 till two you know that, that used to be my lunch uh and then it kind of like goes back down and then at 6 p.m that's where you have dinner but yeah I think it kind of like blurred almost blurred the distinction between um like breakfast and lunch I think you know because you have that kind of um snack type of thing that you, you're also having <laughs> yeah exactly do you would you it's so interesting I think um I've become more experimental with my food since lockdown um so I tend to sort of cook quite a lot um and I really like express so I I don't eat meat so I I my my main diet is consists of vegetables um and stuff like that but I use spices to kind of you know give it that flavor um and umph so that's been really important to me. So I'm really grateful that I've had the chance to sort of experiment with foods. Um, and yeah, because I think food is such a big part of, of our life. And I think that, you know, there are some people who they don't really think about what they're eating and they'll just kind of have the same thing every day. But I really like to experiment and try different things. That's so important. Can you talk more about the flavors that you mentioned? And can you talk about like what kind of spices have you experimented with? What kind of one thing will you kind of, keep with your lunch that you know one thing that you can't really let go of now that you've you know gone into it <laughs> oh that's so hard um I would say so one food which I so in terms of spices um I tend to use like green chilies um garam masala um like chili powder that kind of stuff in my in my so yeah like the spiciest of spices um but in terms of the food that I 
think I found this past year that I couldn't like not have after after sort of COVID is probably tofu. Um, because I don't eat meat, you would think that I had come across tofu before, but it's not really something that I'd learned to cook um, or even like do anything with. But I just really like tofu now. I think you can flavor it with like soy sauce, um, you know, fry it in like light oil and stuff. And it's such a such a tasty meal or snack. Yeah, absolutely. To be honest with you, I, I love eating tofu and tofu is just one thing that kind of, it's almost like, um, it's well, it's made of soy, right? And it's, it's yeah. very protein rich and people usually think of it as like a meat alternative because it almost has this texture of, 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 um, of meat. Um, but the way how they sell it in the supermarket, when I first saw it in the supermarket, maybe because Okay, maybe the standard where I saw the tofu being sold <laughs> not the best. Okay, so I'm not I'm not saying all supermarkets are that way, but it was kind of like a block that was kind of resting in a small kind of cube, almost sort of thing, and it was like um, floating in the fluid, almost like a like a saline sort of thing. Um, so it wasn't appealing, and that's why maybe I didn't like buy it and do it myself. But I love to have it in restaurants. So how, how do you like? chop it up do you do you buy like a block sort of thing and chop it up yeah so I, I buy the blocks um and, and you're right so they're they're sort of drenched in water I think that's to preserve the tofu um so I find myself going through a lot of paper towels to take it out and sort of have to like press them with with paper towels and put like a book on it to make sure all the water is is drained it's quite a it's an interesting sight if you're with me when you make when I make tofu. Um, so yeah, it takes a while to, to drench it. Some people say you should leave it overnight, but yeah, I, I would say um, it's complicated, but it's definitely worth it in the end. Yeah, I agree, especially because of the, the protein and, and the, the nutrition mm. value of, of tofu. I think it's it's a really good um, alternative for meat for the vegetarian and vegan folks. Um, definitely. <laughs> in terms of um you what would you say is a food item which perhaps you've discovered over the past year that now you would find it really difficult to let go of um yeah that's that's also a challenging question um for me too uh, and i might not have an interesting question an, an interesting answer for you but let me think about it for a second i think okay Maybe like one kind of like life hack that I kind of um, liked uh, is that you can buy, did you know that you could buy like um, like waffles in, in, in like ready-made waffles, like in boxes that you can just put in like the toaster and that they'd be fresh? I didn't know these things exist before COVID. <laughs> did, you used to make, did you used to make your own before? Do you mean like savory waffles or sort of sweet ones? Yeah, I mean... They're, they're not sweet or savory I think they're just like batter and they're already made and you can like buy yeah. them frozen um and I guess on that note I've once tried tried them uh with chicken you know like American style like New York style kind of um waffle. <laughs> uh, and they're really good you know so I when I discovered this kind of like life hack you can like buy frozen waffles for like dirt cheap you know like really really cheap uh and and, you know, it's kind of um, like a good kind of snack sometimes because you could just, it's, it's almost like bread, you know, you can just use it as bread, but it's waffles. So, yeah, I think, I think that's one thing that I kind of discovered over COVID. Not as interesting as, uh, as your little 
<laughs> no, I think I think waffles are interesting. What would you? What was your go-to topping for your waffles? Um, are you talking? Would you say chicken for lunch or for breakfast? Because sometimes I have them for breakfast. What would you have? What would you put on it if you had breakfast? For breakfast, I love pineapples. Like pineapples. I know that they're not like the most. Um, maybe they're not the most. Uh, color compatible items because obviously they're both in like the pastel kind of yellow range and I think people might prefer like strawberries or like blueberries or something like that but I kind of have a thing for pineapples and they're just so <laughs> kind of, like they're so sweet but at the same time they have this like sour almost kick and um, I think they're kind of refreshing so I like I like to have them on my waffles. Are you um, a pineapple on your pizza type person? Um, I'm a very like adventurous guy and I like to try things and I, I can probably try it, but, um, it's a no from me. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He tried, you tried to, you tried, you tried to convince me. Um, no, I've actually never had pineapple on a on pizza. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably something I should try before I make my mind up. But yeah, I've never never had that before. I have a uh, a good Italian friend. Um, she was a researcher here, and uh, we went to um, we once went to a conference together to New York City. And in New York City, they do have these things where you have you know pineapple and pizza. And uh, she saw it and she was so surprised. And she said uh, in her very Italian accent. Uh, in Italy, this would be a blasphemy. And I laughed because <laughs> <laughs> she was so angry. I think um, I think nothing beats Italian pizza. I think that's just superior. And I think no matter, you know, even if you go to like the best sourdough pizza in the UK or the US, I think nothing compares with what you get in Italy. I think it's just so authentic and beautiful. Absolutely, I agree. I think there's something, they have a key kind of, comp- like, I don't know, they kind of cracked the code for food there, you know? They have, yeah. Good, you know, in a way that you can't really tell why. Uh, because I think their ingredients are usually basic, you know, they use, you know, good tomatoes, good kind of vegetables. I think maybe the key part is that every component is unique in itself and it's all kind of fresh. And, you know, straight out of Italy. So I think probably that's the reason why it's really good. I think, yeah, I think the freshness is, is so important. Um, yeah, I remember I went to uh, Venice a few years ago and it was just the best pizza ever. Um, I think also like the quality, for example, the olive oil in, 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 in Italy is, you know, amazing. I don't you can get olive oil like that anywhere else in the world. Um, and I think they use that in their ingredients, like I think maybe to make the dough. So it's just like the quality is better. Absolutely. And they have also different types of um, like oil, like balsamic kind of infused oil. And I don't know, I'm making this up. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they have like all sorts of like interesting, um, you know, like an olive oil type from this region or this region. And, you know, you can have um, your, you know, you can, you can tune these small kind of parts of your lunch or meal generally um, to your taste, which I think is probably not a thing here. You know, olive oil is olive oil out here. <laughs> no, de- definitely. It's really interesting, I think, talking about Italy. Would you say that 
you know when you go out for dinner or you know to a restaurant and stuff would you go to an Italian place or do you have like a certain cuisine that you just really like going for? Honest with you when I think of like takeout food I don't usually think of Italian because Italian is usually here it's linked to either pasta or pizza and that's kind of like like a fast food sort of thing and also pasta something you can make at home so it's not necessarily like a takeout type of food um i usually like to go for either like indian takeout or chinese takeout uh i feel like the top one would be indian for me and then chinese that's so cool i think it's interesting i've never had i've never had chinese takeout before um I don't think I've ever had Chinese food that's definitely on my list of things to do um this year um I would say my my go-to one is Thai I really like Thai so this is like if I was going to a restaurant I would have like Thai food but yeah I think like takeout um yeah Indian all the way I think Indian you can't it's just that the spice is just amazing um it's so good yeah, yeah, I think also they have such a wide variety, you know, there, there is the kind of creamy type of curry and there is the the more kind of less creamy, I guess, I don't know what's the other type called, but I think we call it korma, maybe korma. Yeah. Mm. yeah it's more of like the spicy, you know, spicy sort of thing. Um, and I just kind of love that. Actually, in, uh, in Bristol, where we used to live, um, there was a really good... Um, Indian place next to actually next to Goldney Hall we I don't think we've gone together but but yeah maybe next time we should we should kind of explore that yeah yeah I think Bristol is such a good place for like different cuisines and foods um like so so good it was interesting you said um you know you wouldn't really get Italian food because um pasta is something that you can cook from home so I have an interesting story about this so when I was at uni thinking my first year um I thought that you know everyone can cook pasta but um actually like I noted that I, I remember someone like couldn't cook pasta and they didn't really know like how to do it so they boiled like they, they boiled water in a kettle and like put pasta like in the kettle oh and like boiled the water and it was I think they broke the kettle because it was like it just didn't work <laughs> Just when you think some people have like basic basics to survive, you know, <laughs> life shows. I mean, they got they got they got into uni. Like they've obviously got into like, such a good university, but they can't they can't make pasta. Something that everyone should learn. <laughs> oh, interesting. It's interesting that you pointed that out. They're, they're in uni, but they're not. They don't know how to make pasta. But then, like at school, they don't teach us how to cook nor do they teach us how to use the post, nor do they teach us. So I guess, I don't know, like, it's interesting. Um, I guess it's something that should be stemming from the fact that, you know, like you are a human being, you need food to survive, you should try something, you know? And kind of also like, I feel like in this day and time, there is like Google, you know? Um, so I don't think there's an excuse for that guy. I think so. I think it's actually so important that we learn to cook from, you know, like an early age. And, you know, I think if you have parents who don't cook and then the children don't learn how to cook, then it becomes very difficult for them to survive in adulthood. And, and I think that's when like a lot, a lot of people start to depend on like takeaways and stuff. And they, they don't really know what to do with like, vegetables and what spices go well together. And I think it's so important to teach people in, in schools, um, you know, even just basic things like 
you know, how to boil pasta, for example, um, or make a shepherd's pie and, and stuff like that, I think is so important. So it's one thing that I could change about the curriculum, um, you know, in terms of education, I would say teach children how to cook. Absolutely. I mean, they should teach them also how to make cake, you know, when you have to cry in uni, you can make cake. <laughs> and if you are eating cake, it will make you, I mean, you can cry and eat cake and just make you feel better, I think. Um, Did you used to make cake when you cried at uni? <laughs> just, uh, no, <laughs> but but I just feel like, um, you know, it's the same concept of like, oh, money can't buy you happiness, but I prefer being, you know, like a sad millionaire than a sad, um, you know, poor person. <laughs> I think, yeah, I know. I think it is important to, to learn how to cook cakes as well. I'm actually really bad at baking. I love to cook um, savory stuff, but when it comes to cake, I just don't, I think it's because I know that if I make cake, like I will, I won't eat the whole thing. And I think it's just the portion size of it that I, that's why I just don't really go there. Um, but yeah, I think I should try to experiment with cake. To be honest with desserts, I like the idea of, of making them because I can offer them to people. And that kind of makes me feel so good because I, I don't usually make desserts for me to have them. I usually make them for like, you know, the whole kind of like positive vibe that comes out of making desserts. Um, but I'm not saying that people should have desserts all the time. I think it's just, it's, it's also a fun activity, I think, you know, like, with the family when they make a cake together where that could be you know the mother and the child or even the father and the child it kind of you know people bond over food and it's not only the the process of eating but also the process of making so true what's your favorite dessert um interesting question i think i think i like all desserts equally I, I think it's something that, you know, I, I, I just... Such a politician's answer. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that, you know, like, good food is good food, you know? Uh, and, and you know, it's just like when, people, when some people ask me, okay, so what's your favorite kind of type of movie? I think, you know, a good movie is a good movie. It doesn't have to be like um, a type to be, to be good. And the same goes for desserts. But obviously, sometimes you crave things more than others. And I think, I think recently I've been craving creme caramel and like the, the creme caramel with cake sort of infusion. And I've been looking at a lot of recipes. It's so complicated, but you know, hopefully one day I'll try them. What about you? So, desserts are 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 they part of your like daily life? That's so so interesting. I think um I wouldn't say they're a part of my daily life. Um, I would say they're probably more of an occasion thing. But sometimes, you know, I crave uh, certain things and I find that, you know, my body's saying you need more of this. And I think that's so important when your body is, you know, saying that, you know, if you feel like ice cream, your body is saying, I, you know, I'm deficient in something. I need some milk or I need some sugar. You know, I think it's important to then have that thing. Um, I would say ice cream is probably the dessert that I have the most. Um, I don't really like hot desserts. Um, I think if I went to a restaurant, I would always go for like a really cold dessert. Um, we actually at the moment, like in my home, we have um, halva, which is something that we, we have. Um, and it's kind of made, we make it with semolina and sugar and butter. And it's just such a nice dessert that you can kind of make at home. It's actually, it's actually hot, but it's, it's still really nice. 
that is so interesting. What does it have? Does it, is it like filled with something? No, so it's um, it's basically it's very soft and smooth. Um, so I don't think it's like how you have it in the Middle East with like blocks. Um, I think yeah, it's it's definitely smooth. So it's made with semolina. Um, so it doesn't have any like tahini in it or anything. It's just sort of semolina and sugar and butter. Um, and water and we put some like raisins and pistachios and stuff in it as well I think you can put rose water in but um, I don't think we've put that in this time I feel like pistachios are so good you know with these with how, I think it would be probably you know a really good kind of um, combination also, pistachios are so good maybe try walnuts too maybe walnuts will be also a good combination with it yeah no definitely that is super interesting do we have time to talk about dinner or do we probably we don't have time to talk about dinner but hey this is the informally formal show so we can it is yeah we don't have to talk about everything <laughs> it's a very informal chat I think it's been really interesting talking about what we like to eat and sort of you know what's part of our routine um so hopefully it's been I, I think I've learned quite a lot um and yeah hopefully you guys have also um you know learned a bit about what sort of normal people like to eat and drink in their day yeah, I'm not sure if we'd classify each other as normal, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> Definitely speaking for myself. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. If you're listening, I don't know if anyone's listening, but yeah. Uh, thank you. We'll get people to listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and make sure that you kind of share it with your friends and, you know, it could be just a good thing to listen to while you're jamming. Um at work or while you're doing food or just you know in your car and feel free to send us feedback thank you very much for listening this was abdel and this is sanya and we'll see you next week thank you bye bye